0: 2019, and there's been a lot of changes since we started doing this show in the world, and there's a lot of things that are the same, and people make assumptions that there's been changes because of perceived changes of scenery, changes of leadership in the world, and I think if we start looking at the truth, uh, we start looking at things for what they really are, rather than always got to paint our political color to it, our, um, we always have to personalize things. And I wanna personalize some things, you know, if it's gonna get you to get off your lazy ass and, and and decide to help out instead of just clacking away on the keyboard and being upset and angry and not doing anything about it, then yeah, absolutely. I want it to I want it to be personal. But why can't we just actually look at our government for what it is? and look at actions for what they are? Why don't we look at people for what they are? Why don't we look at our own relationships for what they are? Why don't we look at our people that we know and love and trust and, and look at what they do and say and see how those things add up? Why don't we actually look at what we can count on in this world and what, what, what that makes? Why don't we look at those things and then make some plans and make some um, choices. There's a lot of choices that people have to make on a daily basis, and there's a lot of choices that we don't have to make that I wish we would. That's what a cup of Joe's all about. Why don't we sit back and talk about some of these things, you know? I find it troubling. You know, we're so into our social networking and social media and Everything's got to be all about the post and it's got to be about the likes and it's got to be about all that bullshit. But when we start getting real, like let's have a real conversation where I can look you in the eye and have a conversation and you can look me in the eye, that's where things get a little weak most of the time. You know, I see all these people that, quack away on their keyboards, and they get upset because nobody answered their post, or why are, you know, oh, God, how many times have I been called out on Facebook? And then I always make the same invitation. Well, come join me on the show. Let's have a real conversation about it. Why don't we talk about those things that make us different, and maybe we can find out, get to the bottom of it, find some truth. Maybe find some common ground. Maybe determine that we're not friends at all. Maybe find out that we're actually bitter enemies. But why don't we find out in person and have a conversation, a real one. Not just cracking away on the thing and telling me about how your well thought out point needs to be honored and cherished and whatever the fuck you guys think I gotta do. It's a little frustrating sometimes because people want to make sure that everything's on this hallowed social media. But when it comes to my hallowed world, the one where we actually live in and breathe in and stand in and talk in and, and, and have physical embodiment, a bunch of ghosts. I can still remember when I was in court fighting my trial six years, and I can still remember so vividly all the people that told me, I'm there in spirit, and, you know, some of them meant it, for real, you could tell, those are the same people that showed up in person when they could, did what they could, but I can remember one day sitting at the top of the steps. The courthouse minutes before I was going to go in and face my accusers. I said, You know what? Take a picture of me with all of my spirits. And I had an empty picture of me and some people that weren't there. And I said, To all those in spirit, thanks for being here. And I meant that pretty damn sarcastically because. People's words and their actions so many times aren't the same. And I'm here to talk about creating a world that we want to see. You know, part of it is, is, you know, like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. That's part of it. But the rest of it is make the goddamn change. Make it. Change it. Don't be okay with those things that aren't okay. Okay. And, and it troubles me a lot when I, when I listen to people just that, 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 oh, that person and that president and that congressman and that, uh, 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 But when it comes down to it, they're not doing diddly about it. They're not going to do diddly about it. And I'm thinking to myself, why can't we be a little more like Puerto Rico? Not on the news anywhere, but you know what? Those guys just booted their governor out. They just booted out their leader because he wasn't doing it. He wasn't doing it for them. And they actually got together, millions of them, or tens of thousands of them, lots and lots of them, and they storm the capital, and they says, "Whoa, no, 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 we're not going away. You guys need to make some changes, some actual, real changes. Lots of corruption, lots of big problems going on in Puerto Rico. Well, guess what? Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. But we don't act like it. We don't treat them that way. We don't do the things that we would take care of our own with. And we've allowed for some horrible corruption to." exist, the same way we do with our own Congress, the same way we do with our own with our own leadership on both sides of the equation. I wish there was a third side that meant something, but generally there's not. But change can happen when we demand it. It can happen when we say it's gonna happen. So I encourage everybody to be the change they want to see in the world. Act like you want to be treated. Hey, that's good stuff. That's the golden rule kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that if more of us acted the way we wanted to be treated, it would be a better place. But would it be the place that we want to see? I sure hope not, because what I see people act like is not the world I want to see as a rule. I want to honor the people that stand up and fight today because there aren't enough of them. And sometimes we pick and we choose our battles. Well, we always pick and choose our battles, but sometimes we choose to stand and 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 put ourselves in great risk and danger, and and sometimes we choose to push it all the way to the line, and sometimes we decide this one's not for me. But when we consciously make those choices instead of reacting, 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 we always seem to be reacting, I think it gives us, and I don't want to say the word control, but it gives us, some sense of direction of where we're going. Because we don't generally control a whole lot other than our own attitude about things that we control entirely. So I just want to think about what battles are we choosing and, and, and if we were to choose more battles about the things that we say are important to us, we would probably be engaged in those battles and our opposition would probably Get it Because I don't even think they get it, that we're upset Most of the time Because what would tell them that Somebody's Facebook page Guess what They don't see your Facebook page I hate to tell you Our enemies don't know we're here Be nice To do something That would get their attention Let them know we're here I don't know. Not only are we here, but that we matter and that there's enough of us that we could make some change if we decided to maybe clarify what we want to see happen. I don't know, man. This is all just bubbling up here, but it seems real. Hey, I want to thank Becca for jumping in and doing some screening. I actually know who's on my board. Mary's going through some more farm hardships, she's got some chicken troubles today, and she says she's going to be with us soon, but, um, you know, that's what having a good team's all about. So we're going to start off today's show, um, I want to, I got Jeff Eiken here with us, and uh, he just made himself to uh, Michigan, where he went and met with Michael Thompson, and uh, I've been given a bunch of background stuff, but I'm not going to divulge any of it because I've been asked not to. So, um, I'm just going to let Jeff jump in and tell us what happened. And, uh, let's see what's going on with Michael Thompson and hopefully his impending freedom. Jeff Eichen is a good friend of the show and he's, uh, another warrior out there, uh, championing the truth. And, uh, Trying to make some change. Jeff, why don't you tell us about your adventures?
1: Can you hear me, everybody?
0: <laughs> Loud and clear.
1: Hey, it's really special day today. We met with uh, a really beautiful lawyer and her assistant, and we had the assistance of all of the uh, the crew in Muskegon, Michigan, where, for God's sakes, pot is legal, And um, on a certain level, they're going to start to have dispensaries here pretty soon. And it's pretty freaking um, amazing for me. I have not been inside a prison in a few years, and uh, the memory of going in and the memory of coming out today are unbelievably heartwarming. And um, I cannot really even let you know – the tears that I had leaving my house to go to the airport to come here and, it, and then going in and coming out have been just a really, um, inspiring day for me.
0: That's fantastic. And, uh, you know, you've been working with Michael for a while. We've been working with Michael for a while and, you know, trying this and trying that and apparently, um, the judge has decided he's gonna issue a ruling here pretty quick. In fact, uh next week if I'm not mistaken, is that right? Or is that telling too much?
1: Well, we don't know yet exactly what is going to um turn, you know, that, that judge into um into Mush and say yes, come on home. Um but what I do know is that the the effort that this beautiful um, lawyer that came in Kimberly today, and myself have installed um, is proof that just a little bit of footwork and more than just a JPEG or a um, or a letter to um, to your you know to your forgotten inmate. Um, it's the action that just happened today that means so much, and it's empowered me to get even stronger and to go, um, into more prisoners. So I'm going to officially get a, um, uh, a funding program for myself. So I don't go broke. Um, flying all around the country at, for God's sakes, 1am, my flight was, and it took me two hours to get to the airport and they love me when I get there. Cause I have to do everything to, to do all of my, um, you know all of my check-in, and it's just epic what I what I pulled off to get this to happen. But my point is, is that the little bit of effort um, to go in is totally different than a call or a JPay email. Everybody, um, I feel really empowered. Um, we got to meet Michael Thompson today, everybody, and his words out of his mouth is that nobody has visited him in twenty. 20- Years.
0: Now I understand that um, the lack of visiting is, in at least part, his. Is that correct?
1: Um, if you if you speak that a little bit uh, louder and clearer, I didn't hear that. Uh,
0: the way I understand it is. He's not had any visitors, but in no small part it's because of his own request like it's not that there hasn't been anybody that's been willing to come and see him, but I believe he hasn't particularly wanted to see anybody is that is that right or not
1: my My authority to give out personal information is quiet right now because the bottom line is is that we're doing it and we're we're making the motions to go visit these people and so be it i'm a one-man show um it feels really beautiful and he has totally been seen he was clean cut his ponytail was immaculate his heart was open um we made lots of progress and the angels brought me the governor yesterday the governor's office called me while I was at held up at a coffee shop in uh, grand Rapids. And I spoke with the, uh, with the gatekeeper, uh, Jay Shauna and I snuggled with her and talked about hip hop music before I even talked about Michael. So I would get her, I, I cloak myself by getting friendly with people before I start to, you know, ask them favors. And she said that, um, she would ask the governor to go visit Michael, and I said, I will fly back the day that that happened.
0: Well, I, I think that there could be no nobler act than to go personally to visit somebody who's incarcerated, and, uh, you know, I've visited prisoners more than once, and um, it's, like you say, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's a moving experience, um, and I think that it should become sort of a normal experience. I think that should be a part of, of what we do. That um, is, it's normal, you know. The, the the prisoners I I visited were ones that were local and and were, uh, you know, in in uh, you know the recent out. Or, or the recent endings of a case, and um, working with their families and whatnot in the process, and um, I haven't been able or haven't done, I should say. You know, what we're able to do and what we do are are not always the same thing. But I I have not gone to visit any of the uh, the inmates that we've supported for all these years for various reasons. And um, but I think that. I think that we should. Um, you know, when I was Well, I'm,
1: planning, I'm, planning, I'm planting the seed for all of us to, to take action. Um, again, Lifer's Madness, the movie, um, I want to start to now uh, to spread that, to spread the word, and to get more of my own, um, toot my own horn more, because today was epically inspiring to my heart and to my psyche and to the action movement, Uh, we're very close. You know, Illinois is trying to get rid of a bunch of, you know, minor, um, you know, prisoners, but nobody's minor if you're in there for three days.
0: I couldn't agree more. Well, you are doing amazing work, and um, uh, is there anything uh, anything upcoming while you're still out there that that, uh, you want to share with us?
1: I'm going to Toledo tomorrow for a sit down and a round table with Bobby. Yeah,
0: Bobby Rodrigo. Yep, yeah, yeah. so I'm driving
1: I'm I'm driving three hundred miles or one hundred and eighty nine miles tomorrow and I changed my flight and I'm flying out of Detroit and all the hamsters just freaking stay close to me and my side and with Joe Grumbine. We love what you do and there's no shame and there's no blame on going in or going out. It's just what I did today, folks, is that is that it was a beautiful day. We got to visit Michael Thompson. He's my child today. He's a the, he's the topic in my heart. And for everybody else, um, Beth Curtis, I know, is listening in today, and her brother of 30 years in jail for Pod, um, John Knock. Um, if I could go visit him, I would. The idea is to make more noise, and so the governors will uh, do full commutation. We don't want no pussy, um, uh, little, you know, clemency. Oh, you're out, but you're in a halfway house. We're gonna raise money with a concert tour. We're gonna save some money in a in a trust fund for everybody, and we are going to make this happen in such a beautiful manner that um, that when it's all said and done, um, we'll end prohibition because it never worked on alcohol folks but the bottom line is we saw michael thompson today and he's doing fine considering everything and all the years he's been in he looked great he had a great attitude he didn't he didn't look at me for Lauren when i left he didn't look like oh my god come back or give me out. he was just super strong and and very potent and he can't wait to come
2: home
0: Well, that's good news, and uh, like I said, my 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 hat comes off to you uh, for making that gesture. It's definitely uh, inspiring to see somebody willing to get up there and uh, take a bold action like that. And you know, that's part of what this is all about: is is one person takes an action, and hopefully, uh, it it becomes contagious. Hopefully. Uh, it'll become easy. Hopefully it'll become normal. You know, there was a time in this country when taking bold actions was a lot more normal than it is today. Nowadays a bold action is a is a selfie hanging off a waterfall. And and there was a time when uh, civil rights activists would willingly get themselves locked up because that was part of the plan. And uh, it made a statement and it, Clogged up the courtroom, and it caused people to go where the problem was. And nowadays, um, you know, most people shy away from that sort of thing. So hopefully we can well, take a step closer to the trenches and get into where the problems are and start making some real changes like you're doing right now and uh, I want to be more uh, proud of
1: you. It was, uh, I thank you so much, Joe, for what you do and for, for giving. Crowd the the ability to 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 hear and to see that I that I did what I did. It's so um, like I said, my heart is in a place that I laid out. I went to the museum when I got back to uh, to Grand Rapids. I also went to a museum in in Muskegon. It's a lovely state, and and I just laid on the grass and I just I did a little blogging on Facebook and and my heart is in a space that. Um, but I can't describe it. You know, I I met well, somebody who's been twenty years. Doing a good
0: job of sharing your feelings here and that's you know, I think that's the key. You know, people, if you've never done a selfless act, if you've never volunteered uh your time to help out somebody else in need and and you know, it doesn't have to be a, a, a cannabis thing, it just has to be a humanity thing. There is such a reward that comes from that, and, you know, I've, I've said I'm not shy about it. I'm, I'm a selfish son of a bitch. The stuff I do makes me feel really good. It's like a drug, and when you go and help somebody out in whatever way it is, you know, whether you, whether you hand them a buck or you give them an opportunity or you, you go and visit them when, they, when, when they're lonely or whatever, it doesn't even matter. It's a humanitarian act. When you do that... You get a thing back that you can't describe it you, you got it, Jeff. You can't describe it, but I know what it feels like, and I know what you're going through i I applaud it the, the better you get, the better you get
1: Well everybody, I tears ice in the last twenty four hours of joy
0: absolutely no and 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 you know, just imagine. Imagine what it's going to feel like when we finally push this wall over it. and when we finally say, you know what, we stuck to it long enough and loud enough and they finally decided it wasn't worth their trouble to keep us down anymore.
1: Well, like I said, prohibition should end globally because it never worked on alcohol and nobody beat their wife up on pot or, you know, por se – but alcohol is legal. Hello, wake up, knock, knock, everybody. Who's there? Jeffy Fresh coming in to get you. We went to Michael Thompson. Thank you, Michael, for, for allowing me to come in today and the new lawyer. She's fantastic. And thank you, Kimberly.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I, I thank you, Jeff. And, and, uh, everybody that's helping out behind the scenes and, uh, you know, I can't wait to see Michael get out. Hopefully, you know, it's all going to time out just right. we got a gigantic, epic march getting getting planned underway. I'll be talking about that a little bit later. And uh, I can't wait to see him uh, join us on at least one leg of this, if not more, uh, combining with the, with the musical efforts that are going to be going on. And, and, you know, it seems like we can converge all of these efforts into – uh, into a common place and a common message and a common goal, and let them get bigger and bigger and big enough to make that change we're looking for.
1: Well, I'll see you everybody at Hempfest. We're going to have a booth there, and uh, Hempfest Seattle. Come on over, everybody. Come on down. Stay at my pad, whatever. Just do your thing and hemp hemp parade, like Jack Herrera would say, and um, paper fiber fuel medicine and now freedom for all plant prisoners.
0: Dig it. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. And before you go, if somebody wants to participate with you, help out in any way, how the heck does you get a hold of Jeff Eichen?
1: People can find me either on my Facebook, E-I-C-H-E-N, or directly or friend me, or go to my website, lifersthemovie.com
0: excellent thank you so much for joining and uh, always a pleasure my friend and I look forward to uh, much more combined efforts and uh, I would look forward to the watching the end of this prohibition that's been plaguing us for so long
1: and for right, you, well, for your view for your viewer audience I have a I have a treat, a treat.
0: are you ready oh,
1: yeah. we love you. <laughs> okay Go and grab a pencil and write down Lifers 420 with a capital L, and you can go watch our movie tonight or tomorrow with L, and you'll see Sir Tommy um, pray for his wellness and and everything. Tommy Chong's in there, and um, we have a lot of beautiful information there. And it's not about my movie. It's about ending Prohibition and doing the right thing. I love you all. Thank you, Joe, so much, and ham, pam.
0: Awesome. ham, Hemp, and it's my pleasure. Jeff Eichen, folks, and uh, you know what? That's what this is all about, making a difference. All right, well, generally, by this time, Craig Cecil has called in from federal prison, and this is the second week now he hasn't called. Um, I know they go on lockdown, he's talking about uh, new warden and all the BS that's coming along I hope Craig's okay, I'm going to reach out to him today if he doesn't call in Sometimes he calls in late, hopefully he will Um, So, we're just going to keep on going I'm going to bring up Dana Bland Um, Dana has an update for us and You know, Dana and his wife are warriors And trust me when I tell you, I know what it's like to stand up against your government. I know what it's like to be locked up by your government. I know what it's like to be righteous in the face of injustice. And Dana and his wife have done exactly that. And when you stand up and take a stand against a formidable foe like the government with its unlimited resources... Um, it's something to be proud of, and I was always and still am proud that I stood up, and, and I encourage and am proud of anybody who has been willing to stand up and and uh, do the right thing. And sometimes when you're going along, you'll get an opportunity to uh, to not have to go and fight to the dead You know For anybody who's ever been in a trial For anybody who's ever Sat on that defendant's seat There are no fair trials In America Unless you have the money to pay for them um, And even then The the power of, of The judicial bench Is Virtually limitless At least in that courtroom And when you're sitting at that defendant seat, everybody that's there except for that handful of, of witnesses you might have and whatever personal support you have, um, they're all paid by the people that lock you up. It seems a little unfair, but it is the way it is. And all of the resources in that courtroom are there to supposedly – Find justice. But when you're there, you come to realize that their idea of justice and yours might not be the same thing. The prosecutor's job is supposed to prosecute a case that's just and go after the bad guys, people that are causing harm to society. But unfortunately, that's not what generally happens. Um, They go after cases they can win. And a lot of these drug cases... Are just that they're easy kills and uh, especially in 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 places where laws are new and and people don't uh, law enforcement don't understand or respect the, the new laws most of the time when a new law comes to a, a, a hostile place um, law enforcement just doesn't doesn't respect it not my town you don't you know what are you going to do about it And people still get locked up. And judges, I can remember, you know, more than ten years ago when I was sitting in my first case and we were at my preliminary hearing, and my attorney came up and and tried to bring up a point that denoted an element of California's law at the time. And the judge, (laughs) the judge himself, had to take a recess that he could familiarize himself with this law. And that is when I began to be fearful of these judges, because you would think a judge that didn't even have any understanding of the law he's about to interpret might have to recuse himself for lack of knowledge or lack of understanding about this. But no, that's not what happened at all. He took a 10-minute recess, opened up a book, and became an expert instantly and promptly ruled against me. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that happens in these courtrooms. And when we stand up, when we stand up and we stand together and we show up in court and we put our ribbons on and we put our best behavior on and we put our knowledge and we put our support together, it doesn't matter how corrupt these courts are. It doesn't matter how bully the the bailiffs are. It doesn't matter how crooked and and twisted the prosecutors are. They can't stand up to that. They can't stand up to us in that way. So just know we've got the power to knock it down, knock it over, and get through it. Um, That's that's what we have when we decide to exercise it. So let's see what Dana has to say. I understand there's some good news to share with us. Dana, welcome to the
2: show. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, We're doing pretty good. I've been on a few other shows already. Uh, But yeah, we we took and never gave up. We never showed weakness. And we learned our law. And my wife was real good at helping me with that. And uh, you got to know your rights. And you got to take and not show weakness to them because they'll take advantage of it every time. And it just finally whittled down so much that we, the other day, like I told you, that they took and offered an SIS with nothing attached to it. And uh, they about floored, <laughs> floored our lawyer. And when we went in this morning, I mean, the ADA didn't even show up the court for us. She sent her assistant. And uh, she sent her assistant. And, uh, you know, they tried to sneak one charge in, and we said, uh-uh. And, uh, the judge immediately threw it out. He threw out my wife's charges altogether right off the bat, and uh, no, I just no, deal with the records. So,
0: we have a, a broadening audience every week. We're gathering more people, and you know, it feels a lot of times like we're just a bunch of old friends that, that have shared a lot of experiences together, and we all know the same terminology, and and we speak with kind of a, a more advanced. <laughs> language
3: that a lot of people do that have <laughs>
2: Why don't you sure share with us? Kind of- of- intermediate. Yeah, the uh, SIS yeah. means it's a suspended intermediate or something like that sentence, and it really turned out to be nothing. And uh, they were just trying to find. I think they just wanted to, to have something there to to, to to you know justify spending all that money on helicopter fuel just to come to my house and uh we were arrested a year ago and uh we're coming up on a year yeah it's almost a year and wow. you know they they didn't give us uh yeah, they broke every wall in the book when they come up on our property and then they threw my wife in with a murder she got assaulted at the hospital when she was in jail and then i was put in with a murder we were both put on the floor a concrete floor and with basically no hardly no clothes and it was freezing cold and uh, in that place, and I found out today that that place is on the high end because they charge 150 dollars per prisoner per day, and uh, that's on the high end of it. And and but since they passed that law, we went in the courtroom. There was there, there was nobody at the court today, they, and it was because wow. that law that got passed. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I'm sure that was an influencing factor on on what your uh, ADA decided to not step forward in this because that law affected you. And, uh, you know, when when, they're, when you have a legislation that's decided to take a little bit of common sense and give it to the people like, I don't know, not locking up nonviolent people, <laughs> uh, you know, taking crimes, quote-unquote, crimes that don't have victims and not... not not incarcerating people for them I think that's a good step And that's a step that um, Is actually a step towards justice And um, there, should be, there should be A lot more energy focused on the violent crimes And the heinous crimes And a lot less energy Focused on this BS That we spend so much time Resources and, and, and Money on As we've been doing
2: yeah, it's still being judged by people around here, but that's all right. They 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 need to take them, uh, you know, reprogram their brains because everything they've learned is wrong. And uh, they, the the uh, people that they saw they did that law because they finally recognized, especially for uh, marijuana arrests and stuff like that, which is, was with, like the majority of the arrests uh, were being uh, charged through the rear end uh, on bail. And and then the lawyers would just tag them for what's left of their life, and, and then they would have no more money, and they'd end up having to take a plea bargain, even if they were innocent. And that was not over 99% of the people, and, and and they said they just can't do that no more. And, uh, you know, we fought – they even tried to sneak a – like I said, a charge in for tampering uh, and try to keep something on the papers, and the judge threw that out because I told him, <laughs> and my lawyer said we've never – once took and admitted to any guilt And uh, so he did And uh, at least the lawyer, the judge was honest uh, and This day And uh, for everybody out there it's It's not an easy road To take and change things The only way things are going to get changed Is everybody get their heads together And fight and take and do it Because it never has been in the history of man where it's easy to change things and, uh, to get things back to the right. And,
0: uh, hear, hear. the only
2: way to do it is to be an activist and, and work with it.
0: Here, here, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Tina, I hope uh, you and your lovely wife are celebrating, um, you know, and I, I want to invite you guys to our conference call tomorrow at noon Pacific time. And, um, I'm assuming you're still up for, uh, getting that chapter going. And I certainly want to, want to be able to help you. I know you've got a a, a packet of information and some of our, uh, our materials that can help out with that. And, um, if you, if you don't have the conference call number, stay on the line and, and our uh, screener will give it to you. Um, but I certainly would love to have you join us tomorrow.
2: Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, the, uh, we're naming the chapter here: uh, Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition. The Human Solutions chapter. So.
0: I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. All right, you guys. Well, I'm I'm super excited and proud. And you know, out of this horrible experience that you guys have gone through, look, you found a, a, a new community, a new family, and and you know what? We're gonna we're gonna turn it around and 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 turn it into the best thing that happened. You know, I'm. Five years out of my case being dismissed and over, and I'm out here still building the family and and still doing what we said we were going to do, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take this one home, my friend. his wife's name is Suzanne. Suzanne, no, I'm you sorry, I am with, with, uh, with names. Can you put Suzanne on the phone, please, for a sec?
2: Sure, here she is.
0: I'm here. Hello, Suzanne. Well, I just want to. Congratulate you and thank you for standing up and fighting the way you did. And I apologize for not remembering your name, but I will never forget it now. And uh, you are just a, uh, a very welcome member of our family, and I'm just very pleased and proud to be working alongside you.
3: Thank you.
0: You're very, very welcome. Excellent. All right, well, um, we're going to keep on going. we got a bunch of calls still Still coming And uh, we got a big show That looks like it's stacking up on me a little bit So congratulations you guys And uh, looking forward to Beginning a a, a new chapter In uh, Not only in your state But uh, in you guys' lives And in ours as well
2: Yeah we're going to be there So (laughs) we're not going anywhere Well Dana And Suzanne um, I'll
0: Actually, let's let's take this already. Let's give it a, a, a head start. Since you guys are getting going, uh, why don't you tell us how does somebody get a hold of you um, if they want to help out, uh, participate, begin this new chapter, become an activist, help somebody else that's going through a case? How would they get it, and and, and what area are you guys covering? I mean, some chapters cover a huge issue. They
2: can up. call you me. Just, uh, can call me. Yeah. The uh the, right now we're doing to uh Facebook and Facebook messaging and uh I can PM the numbers for anybody that wants to contact me and, and, be able, me. and or my wife and, and we can contact them and help them out on whatever's going on with them.
0: Excellent. All right, well look up Dana Bland folks and uh um how about it? Let's uh I'm I'm looking forward to watching this new chapter rise up and uh take hold and, and start to blossom. So congratulations you guys and uh we will talk very soon.
2: All right, good luck.
0: All right, Dana and Suzanne. Okay, well we got a whole bunch of more calls that just came in and um so here, here's how it goes. This is a podcast, which means I got a lot of latitude. Um, we're going to probably go a little over time. We do that just about every week. But when we hit the 6 o'clock at Pacific time, that means nobody else can call in. It blocks off the phone lines. It's just the way it is. So if you're planning on calling in, if you've got something to say, if you've got uh, a question for any of our guests or me, um, make sure and get that call in before 6, and the number is 646 929 two four nine five. And this is a podcast that is being simulcast on YouTube and I, I am the one that's looking at the YouTube feed. So I have the ability to answer it. There's a few folks up there and I can interact with you. I don't see the Facebook feed until after the show's over. Right. So when you see the next day or the day after or sometime later on that I come and put a comment in the Facebook feed, it's because, frankly, I'm doing the show, not typing on Facebook right now, and I don't know what anybody's saying right now. So you got to go to the YouTube feed for me to see it, and I do see that feed. But other than that, just know that I know Facebook reaches a lot of people. Our audience is growing, and I appreciate that, and um, I embrace it. Somewhat to my chagrin, but it is what it is, and so just know that. Um, oh, cool, the seven trees are here from Washington. It's possible we may have a new Washington chapter that's <laughs> going to rise up too. All right, so here's the lineup right now. I got Pete April from our Solidarity Over Separation chapter in New York. going to be talking. I've got uh, a couple of new guests, or at least one new guest. I got Genie 420 I'm going to put her on first, I'm assuming it's her, Um, and then I got Glenn Keeling from Ohio, I'm going to put him on next because sometimes he pops off, and then we got Jennifer Hess, a defendant out of Kansas, and then Dave Coventry, who I haven't talked to in years, uh, used to be part of our NorCal chapter, and moved up to Washington, so we got a lot of folks, and then of course Tom Corby to wrap up the show, and possibly... George Toronto will be joining us, and there's still a chance that Craig Cecil will call in. Now, if Craig calls in, even after hours, I can still take it because he called myself. So um, hopefully I remember what order I said I was going to go through. Um, I think I said we're going to start out with Jeannie. Yes. And so since I don't know Jeannie, I want to make sure we give a chance, or maybe I do, but... Let's see what's going on. Jeannie 420 from California, welcome to the show. Hello. Is that right?
4: Yes, it's Jeannie 420 of Vet Meds Matter, and I'm here with, I'm a caregiver in California with Vet Meds Matter, and I'm here with my patient, Sue, who also works with Vet Meds Matter. Excellent,
0: excellent. Well, welcome to the show. Um, how can I help you? <laughs>
4: We um, got a heads up that Jeff Eichen was going to be on the show, and we wanted to let everyone know. First, we heard your first guest, and we wanted them to know that we're here to support them. And then we heard that Jeff was going to be there, and we wanted everyone to know that Jeff is with the movie Life as the movie. And I've been posting about that recently, and I would like everyone to give a heads up to Jeff Eichen and to other guests that were on the show and to know the work that he's doing. And so we were super excited that he was going to be there.
0: Well, you know, Jeff was actually the very first guest on the show, but you know what? He's still on the line. So what I'd like to do, I'm going to bring Jeff back for a second so that you can talk to him. Uh, in person here since you guys are both here. So, Jeff Eichen, uh this is Jeannie, and uh, she missed you, I guess, when you first came on, but you're both on now. So welcome back, Jeff.
1: Hi, sweetie. I'm so glad that you're our 420 um, Epic nurse uh, traveling the uh, the cosmic wave of, of healing people through cannabis.
4: Right. Well, I'm doing my part. I'm doing what I can <laughs>
1: And I'm so proud of you for uh, following me and and propping me up uh It helps me to have my um my energy to get on that airplane to go visit these people and every time i see you my um I get a smile and a tickle in my in my heart you're the best
4: uh well we appreciate the caregiving for sure. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate your guests that you had before, and we want everyone to know that we're here to help. And whatever it is that they need, whatever we can do, we're here. We're here for you. And I travel. I'll be there when you need me, where you need me and we're just here listening supporting and sharing and we heard you and we just want to be sure that people were aware of the good work that you're doing the amazing things that you've done and and to keep shining that light and to and to let people know that they're not without hope that we hear them we 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 feel them we know what they're going through some of us don't but we're there for you so that's all we want to do we just want to give you a, a little love in California
1: Love you. Well, Love you. well, Jeannie, Jeannie taught me one word everybody should know. It's called meducation.
0: Okay. Absolutely. That's a great word. It's well, Jeannie, true to I, medicine. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. It's so Jeannie, true. you're what the you're best. Up?
1: And thank you. Je, Jeannie, you're the best. Thank you so much for supporting lifers and and for being on the road and and uh, and not giving up Jeannie is really a great soul everybody and she's one of my biggest supporters I'm so proud to be with Joe Grumbine everybody and Jeannie Beth Curtis from uh, from POWs and I mean from from uh, from her side and and everybody just everybody thank you we are part of the
4: medicine yeah, uh, and let me let you know quickly Veterans Matter was started by a two time Purple Heart recipient, Chris Chambers. He battled back from pancreatic cancer That's and good. is now on a bike doing the Great Cycle Challenge. He had a square on New York Times Square. This man, our hero in any language, in any word, who's fighting for the lives of us and you and ours and continues to do so. And right now he's on his bike getting even more miles. And whenever you see Chris Chambers, means matter. Throw up your peace sign and throw some love out there because he's showing it to you. And we want to be sure that if we got a chance to get on your radio, and we love the Human Solution, we have always been very big supporters of the Human Solution. We know what you do, Joe. We know that you're 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 all angels, and we're just so proud and so chuffed, and we just wanted a chance to thank you all and to let you know that we're here to support you and help you any way that we can.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, Jeff, for coming back on. And, Jeannie, if you could stay on the line, and um, I'm going to have our screener get your a, a way to, to connect with you, and I'd like to send you some ribbons, our solidarity ribbons, so that you can have a. I don't a, have one, huh? No, I've got it on my shirt, though. I oh, yeah, um, I've got anyway, one, actually. We, I have
4: a pair of one that I wore yeah. to HempFest.
0: Excellent, excellent. That's fantastic. Hey. Well, it's a pleasure well, we'd love to, have to have you, them and in
4: my patient here would love to wear one as well. Absolutely. Well, stay on the line, and we'll
0: get your contact information, and we'll get some ribbons out to you. And uh, we got a big, big project in the works, and I'd love to have you be a part of it. So um, stick around, and um, you know we're here every week, every Wednesday from five to six. So love to have you be a regular here.
4: All right, then. Thank you.
0: Excellent. All right, you guys. We're going to keep on rolling, but Jeannie, stay on the line, and we'll get your contact information. All right. Now we've got uh, Glenn Keeling. Now Glenn and Peggy, his wife, are chapter coordinators from the Creative Care Beacon in Ohio. And another set of warriors. When we talk about how important it is to stand and fight, Glenn and Peggy, exemplify this, just like Dana and Suzanne, both facing health issues, Peggy's dealing with some serious health issues, and still standing up, standing tall, facing charges, and, you know, I just want to say, as much as I'm not here to be able to answer all the Facebook ch- chat that's going on right now, there were some things said about Glenn and Peggy that they're not really facing 50 years in prison. Well, I've got to tell you this. And everybody who's serving life in prison today didn't think they were going to get that either. And I know people that are serving mandatory 10-year sentences, people serving 18-year-plus sentences, and not one of them believed that that was ever going to happen to them because it's unbelievable. So when somebody says they're facing a a long sentence, rather than being snarky about it and rather than than being self-righteous about it, why don't we find some common ground? Why don't we find the thing that we want to change and identify that and maybe put our energy into that? Because that's what Glenn and Piggy are doing, and they're standing up fighting their case, and they're helping others do the same, and they're making a difference. They're going to be out there at this roundtable with Jeff tomorrow, and Bobby Rodrigo, out there making a difference. And that's what this is about. So, Glenn, always a pleasure. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today?
5: Hey, good evening, Joe. Good evening. I'm I'm doing good. Um, wow, well, I didn't I did not realize that there was a controversy, or there was something about you, you know. It, One day, one week, one year, one minute is too long. It doesn't matter. I I, I mean, Peggy is facing 15 felonies. I have 16 felonies. Um, I don't know exactly how long. We were told that it's over 50 years by the charges that we carry. Um, It wouldn't matter how long it is. Even if we went to jail for one day, that is too long. For what we were doing, we were following the law. We were following state law. State says that we can consume, possess, buy, purchase, and handle cannabis in our home, and that's what we were doing. Um, So I don't, I don't pay much attention to the, the he said, she said, or what is or what isn't. I just know that we're facing a shit ton of time in jail. For the possession and use of cannabis In our home Um, And that's 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 really sucky uh, For anybody to have to go through this But our next uh, What's that
0: No it's interesting I generally don't give a damn About what anybody says But when somebody You know it's kind of like I'm like a big brother I'm the oldest of six And when I see somebody Kind of bullying one of my brothers, and they're not, they're not there to see it or say it or do something about it, 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 it just hurts me a bit. And I, I generally don't get baited into those kind of conversations, and I generally just invite people to come on the show, which, of course, they never do. But it's that kind of thing that says, you know what, the truth is the truth, and you, sometimes you got to set the record straight just to be clear. And sometimes when, when you don't do that, the misinformation and, and, and poor information and, and, uh, lies, not saying which of this here, but. I don't know.
3: Hello. Got cut off, but I'm not sure. Um, I can't hear.
4: Hey, everybody, this is Pekka. It looks like um, Joe got cut off, but he'll be calling back and hosting the show again in just a minute here.
3: Um. Again, I, I don't know
5: who said or what was said, um, and I guess that really doesn't matter. I guess the matter, of the big, the the matter of the case is that if we're facing jail time, prison time for using cannabis that you know we shouldn't be facing time for. We have a pretrial coming up um, on August fifth at one o'clock. Um, I ask for support, you guys come out and find out how much time we're really not facing, and you sit there and listen to the judge and listen to the prosecutor, um, and I would just ask that
3: you come out and support.